Niata, hello. It's Alison here and I'm the pastor at Sanctuary and we're based on Peak Warren Country down in Warrnambool. Today I'm introducing our Lent theme and I'm drawing on multiple biblical texts. Now once upon a time, our ancestor Jacob went on a journey. He left the place called Beersheba and he came to the place called Luz. It had been a long day on the road and now it was twilight. The first stars were becoming visible in the darkling sky. So he took one of the stones of that place, a flat stone, a smooth stone, and he brushed off the dirt, and then he used it as a pillow. He wrapped himself tightly in his travelling cloak, and he drifted into a deep, God-filled sleep. And while he was dreaming, he saw a stairway reaching from that place all the way to heaven, and God's messengers, they were moving between heaven and earth. Like our ancestor Jacob, people always sense God's presence in a particular place. Like old Abraham, when the Lord appeared to him by the oaks of Mamre as he was sitting in the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. Or like the people in Matthew in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, which lies on the road by the sea across the Jordan River. Well, those people, they saw God's light. Like all the people in the places that Jesus visited, Bethlehem, Nazareth, Capernaum, Bethany, Jerusalem, and so many more, they experienced God's presence as Jesus prayed with them and shared meals with them in their places and he taught them in ways which were healing and restorative. It's like the people in Rome and Ephesus and Caesarea and Athens who encountered God through the place-tailored teachings of Paul the Apostle and other early missionary messengers. And it's like the seven churches of Revelation, which are named by location, and whose faithfulness is shaped by local pressures and local culture. The places named in our Bible are not and never were abstract. They are real, geographically located places in distinctive landscapes, with diverse cultures, economics, histories and politics, and in many cases with different languages. And these particularities of place shape and inform the people's encounters with God. We are always in a particular place when we encounter God. Whether we experience God as a loving, healing presence or a quiet, still voice or a glimpse of the risen Christ, we are never nowhere. It doesn't matter if we are being served in a soup kitchen or digging in the garden or praying with our eyes shut. We are always bodies in real spaces. We walk through particular groves of trees and beside rivers with distinctive characteristics and under a sky which reveals a different star path to the place 50 miles away. And so the God who dwells among us meets us in particular local places. It's all the rage in some Christian circles to spend many thousands of dollars travelling to Israel to visit biblical sites. And fair enough, I went on this pilgrimage myself after my ordination. But the risk is it can make us think, consciously or otherwise, 
that real encounters with God are limited to the place we call the Holy Land. But if we believe that God is universal, and we do, then God must be here in this place too. Always was, always will be. And if we believe God is three in one, that is, Creator, Christ and Spirit, and we do, then Christ has always been here too. The Europeans brought the Bible and the stories of Jesus, but the first peoples already knew Christ through country. Now most stories of country are not ours to tell, but we have our own stories. We can share those moments when we sense God's presence in the landscape, and we can describe the exact place where it happened, at the Oaks of Mumre, among the Manigums at Kudji, at the ford in the river in Woodford. We can also point out features in the landscape which remind us of God's characteristics, the roots of a Morton Bay fig tree in the Botanic Gardens, twin dunes at Kelly Swamp, and we can testify to glimpses of Christ in the garden, at the beach, on the road and among people. And tell us whose garden, which beach, what road and where those people were. We can inscribe the landscape with sacred stories so that when others are in that place, they too can see it through your faith-filled eyes. And perhaps they'll even catch a glimpse of the ever-present but always elusive living God. This Lent, we are asking you to help us see local places in new ways. Give us stories and prayers anchored to particular places, so that when we go there, we can see them anew. Show us that we all live in a God-breathed, God-filled land. Our ancestor Jacob woke from his sleep. He yawned and he stretched. Suddenly he remembered his dream. He said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I didn't know it. And he was afraid and he said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God and this the gate of heaven. My friends, the Lord is in this place too and in the place where you are right now. And we should know it. So let us wake up to God's holy presence in this and in every place. Amen. If you are listening to this reflection, we are seeking reflections on place, just as described, by the 12th of February, a short turnaround time. If you'd like to contribute, though, we love to learn about different places and we love to hear from different voices. So your contribution is welcome too. And you'll find some examples on the website. This week, I tell a story about one local place. It's about Mount Nurit and an encounter with an eagle. And earlier in December, I wrote a piece on the twin dunes out at Kelly Swamp and how they remind me of the fertility of God. You'll find both those pieces on our website, that's sanctuarybaptist.org. Sanctuary is funded entirely by members and supporters. And if you'd like to support the work of this little church, you can make a donation via PayPal. And you'll find the details for this on the website. 
and to those who already support us financially, thank you so much. It means a great deal to us. This reflection was prepared on the lands of the Pequang people of the Eastern Ma Nation. It's a land which was taken by force and has never been ceded. This week the waddles are sprouting new growth. All the grasses are rustling brown, but the Dianellas, well, they're covered with fresh purple berries. I pay my respects to Elders past and present. The peace of the land be with us all. Amen. <laughs>